temper tantrums to crying cancel culture are everywhere. In the news, on social media, and now even in our government. But what's really going on? A new podcast demystifies the panic and dispels the many myths about cancel culture. It's called Cancel Me Daddy. It's hosted by Caitlin Burns, the very first openly transgender reporter on Capitol Hill, and our very own Oliver Ash Klein, who's actually my producer here on Brave Not Perfect and one of the founding members of the Trans Journalists Association. Caitlin and Oliver Ash shed light on what they call the cancel culture grift economy, delving into the latest scandals, laughing at the most outrageous takes, and taking a closer look at whose voices are actually being silenced in these conversations. It's fascinating, funny, and often surprising show that I think you're really gonna enjoy. Subscribe to Cancel Me Daddy right now, wherever you listen to podcasts. Or you might get canceled. Hi, I'm Rashma Sajani, the founder and CEO of Girls Who Code. Welcome to Brave Not Perfect. On this podcast, I talk with up-and-coming changemakers who are leaving their fear of failure behind and letting bravery lead the way. You'll hear from incredible people who are using their skills and talents to make a difference in their community. And I'll ask them about the moments where they decided to be brave, not perfect. Today's episode is a special sneak peek at Sisterhood, a campaign from Girls Who Code that's celebrating the power of girls. I had the chance to sit down with Lizzo, who's a big part of the campaign. She's this incredible singer, dancer, rapper, musician, body positivity advocate. I mean, basically everything that you can possibly imagine that's amazing, she is. And if you haven't heard of her yet, give her music a listen. I'm in the process of training for the half marathon and I listen to her music all the time. Once you start listening to her, you're going to wonder where she's been your whole life. So we're going to talk a little bit about healing and sisterhood and self-care. What does healing mean to you? Oh, wow. I didn't, I didn't know we was doing this. I thought we was just chatting it up yeah. earlier. Um, what does healing mean to me? Mm-hmm. Or like, when did you learn... <laughs> When did you learn to heal? Recently. (laughs) It took the whole world kind of forcing me to learn how to heal because honestly, I feel like we were like born into a world where it's just like, like I was telling you about New York, it's just go, 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 go and like prosper, succeed, be the best. And I think when the world started actually looking sick to me, I remember it was when I was living in Minneapolis and Jamar Clark, a black man, unarmed black man, was shot by a police officer down the street from my house. And I remember, you know, we were protesting and camping out and it was just like... The world was blown up. I was like, what what is happening? Like, the world is so sick. And I remember being so stressed out about that. I was writing my album and I got a phone call from my friend, Phoebe Robinson, and she was doing her podcast. And she's like, I just want to ask you a question. How are you self-caring during this time? Because I saw your post about Jamar Clark. I saw, and I was like, I'm not. <laughs> what yeah. you mean, like self-care? Like I don't know. I don't know what that means. And mind you, this was when I was doing Big Girl Small World. Yeah. I know what it means now with my new album, <laughs> with coconut oil, baby. I know. But back then, I didn't know. And I was like, because of this question, I'm going to actually look into self-care. Yeah. And find out what that means. And. I think the world kind of forced me to take care of myself because I was like, I always thought the world would have my back. But when you realize the world 
it needs people to be healthy for it to yeah. be healthy, you start to think about self-care in a whole different way. Yeah. Like my self-care benefits the entire planet. Everyone's individual self-care benefits the entire yeah. planet. And so now when I'm like putting coconut oil on my body and taking time to myself and meditating yeah. and you know what I'm saying? Eating good, I'm thinking like, oh my God, this is doing so much for the planet. <laughs> Yeah. This is so good for the environment and for other people I love because that. I'm going to be such a happy little camper yeah. when I go out into the world and those people are going to feel that energy and hopefully try to do that for yeah. themselves. So true. I mean, I think like as activists, we think it's like selfish to self-care, right? That we should be constantly changing the world or making it better. So you can't stop to like meditate or, you know, put your coconut oil on your body, right? The things that you do to just calm yourself. Yeah. And I think it's powerful to teach young girls, especially, right? that it's okay to take care of you. Like you should take care of you. And the more you do that, the more you're gonna be able to give the world. I think activists need self-care more than people who aren't, you know, bringing on like social change and who are fighting social injustice. Because most of the people I know who became political activists or social activists in the last like five years have to deal with the most scrutiny, they have to deal with the most stress, the most paranoia. A lot of them can develop emotional disorders yeah. and I think it's because it's self-sacrificing. When you think of self-sacrifice, you literally kind of negate the self and I think that like it's a double-edged sword because you always want to be there. You always want to be present. You want to be on the front line. You want to have your opinion. You want to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Always be ready to serve. It's marching and moving and, right, yeah. and being active right, and protesting. But like, how are you going to do that if your body won't even allow you? How are you going to do that when your mind is so stressed out you can't even leave the house or when you're so tired that you collapse? Like, yeah. how, how are you going to do it? Yeah. And I think that, you know, those people need to be reminded of it the most because they're the most self-sacrificing. So you were like the, like the OG of body positivity, right? You started talking about it before, before it was like cool to be talking about it. You said it, sister. <laughs> I didn't say it. Listen, I'm just happy everybody's catching on. <laughs> so where did, what happened? Where did that come from? Why, you know, you're 21. I read a little bit about it, but tell, tell us. You know, it happened because I was trying to discover myself and I was using music as therapy mm. to get there. Retro. Actively. I didn't realize this in the moment, but Lizzo Bangers, that first project I wrote, um, that mixtape I put out was because I had been so pent up for a long time. Like I had never had solo music. I was always in groups. I was always in a rock band or, and I remember when I, I had this horrible writer's block and I just sat down one day and I just started, and my writer's block ended. I just started writing. And I realized when I listened back to the old music, like that was like a diary. I was like literally like forcing too many words into a bar because I just needed to get so get much out. off my chest. Like even one song says, I got a lot on my chest, so here's my breast reduction. Like I needed to get so many things off my chest. Um, at that time in my life, I didn't have hashtag Black Lives Matter. I didn't have Twitter. I didn't have a community of people. That didn't exist back then. Mm -hmm. So all I had was my music. And I think that when I did that, um, I realized, oh, I'm not angry anymore. Like I'm not. You released it. Yeah, I don't like hate everybody anymore and I'm a way happier person and then once I became happier and I discovered myself and I discovered my voice I did In Love which is a song where it's like I'm in love with myself and I honestly couldn't even tell you why I decided to say those words but I remember that was like 
in love where I go like, I think I'm in love, I'm in love with myself. I think it came from just like, at the end of the day, beep, 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 <laughs> waiting for the truck. <laughs> I think it came from this, I think it came from sadness. And I think a lot of people look at me and so they be like- was it true when you said it or was it aspirational? It was aspirational. Hmm. And that's what I always tell people, like I really had to fake it until I, I made it. it. Because I thing. wasn't equipped. Yeah. I wasn't, nobody's really, damn. damn. <laughs> I really had to fake it until I made it because I wasn't given the tools. Like, especially women, especially yeah. women of color, we were not given the tools from to birth love. to love ourselves. Mm -hmm. We were born perfect and then everything around us from age zero to high school to whatever is just created to tear us down and make mm -hmm. us hate ourselves. So like... Yeah, I had to fake it until I made it. I don't have the blind confidence that these rich white men have. Mm -hmm. Like, <laughs> I wish it did. It's true. It's true. I wish it did, but I know. But you do now, right? So you I fade do. it until you. I mean, look at you. Like, you exude confidence, and so that's such an important lesson I feel like for girls, which is like, say your truth, which is I love myself. Yes. And then you will. Yeah. People, it's hard. Like, yeah. I do this thing every night on stage. It's like, I tell everybody to look in the mirror after the show and say, I love you, you are beautiful, and you can do anything. And I tell them, like, say it. Say yeah. it now, because I don't believe you. And they go, okay, I love you, you are beautiful, and you can do anything. And they do it, and I'm like, okay, I really hope they do this when they go home. And I get so many DMs from people being like, you know how hard it was for me to say that mm -hmm. at your show? Or you know how much, like, I got, I went home and I said it and I started crying because I couldn't even believe I was saying this to myself. Yeah. We don't say that to no. ourselves. And it's trendy to say it now. Yeah. Like, I love myself, bitch. Oh, me, 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 me. <laughs> but it's like, we really need to mean yeah. it. You know, I don't yeah. want this to to just be a trend that comes and goes. Like, I want people to say it yeah. and actually mean it. Don't just say it because it's cool no. to say right now. I'm writing a book called Brave Not Perfect. It's all like about this. Like, we're taught to be perfect, and it's almost, we need bravery, right, to, like, quiet that voice in our head. But it's almost from the time we're little, right, we're taught as girls to be modest, right? Don't talk about how pretty you are, right? Don't talk about how you feel. Like, put other people's feelings before yours. Mm -hmm. And then we wake up, and we, it's almost like we hate ourselves, mm -hmm. right? And we've created a life that, that has no joy for us. And so this stuff has to be untaught. And I think that that's powerful of like, like looking in the mirror and saying, I love myself. Mm -hmm. And well, how radical that is for women to, to do that. Isn't that wild that yeah. that is like not the norm? Yeah. Like that's the challenge Whereas men tell the themselves norm? they love themselves every day. Oh my God. <laughs> we don't need these hoes. Just ain't shit. Oh, how, why would I believe one word but not the other? <laughs> yeah. It's weird, like we do hate, yeah. we, like if the media had its way, we would all hate ourselves. Yeah. Because we're constantly being shown images that don't reflect ourselves. We're constantly being told to purchase things that will make us better as mm. if we're not good enough already. Um, Especially as women of color, right? It's like we're not seeing images. I mean, when I was little, I used to always look for a keychain that had my name, Reshma, on it. And of course, it was like Rebecca and Rachel and all, right? And I never felt like I belonged in any book that I read, in any show that I saw, in any magazine that I saw, mm -hmm. because there wasn't anybody that looked like me. And so I always felt like something was wrong with me. Mm -hmm. or, or we just didn't or belong. Wasn't good, or we didn't belong. It's like, oh, I guess I just don't belong. I guess I just don't belong in the music industry or in a, right. you know, in a pop conversation. I don't belong in the mainstream. I don't belong in the media. I don't belong in a beauty campaign. It's like, because we were never there in the first place. That's why. 
it for me, I'm like, oh, when I hear about this is the first time we've had a plus size so and so, or okay. this is the first time we've had a black woman win this or be that, I'm like, it's been like how long has this <laughs> been out? How you know how long has Vogue been a publication and we've never had a person of color like shoot the cover? Or, you know, so right. when I hear about that, it's bittersweet because I'd be like, man, it's about time. I think that. Um, and you don't want it to be one and done. Oh, I, we got Beyonce right. in September, so we're done right. for the year. Right. Or for the next five Or even years. like the Emmys last night, they were like, it's the most inclusive we've ever been. Yeah. And there was so many people of color nominated. But still, when you think about the ratio, I think it was like 109. Yeah. It's like the first 21 awards went to like a white man. And it was yeah. all white men who yeah. won. Two people of color, and they were both black women. And even the nom- it was still the ratio was still off. Even when it's super diverse, it's like we got thirty people of color nominated this year out of a hundred and something. Like it's still so insane. The numbers are still way off. We have so, so far to go. So far to go. We have to keep fighting, and that's why we need to heal, right? And that's why we need to do self care. Yes. So, what does community mean to you? Because like we're here also to celebrate <clears throat> sisterhood. I got a powerful sisterhood that has my back always. Mm. Tell me about yours. Me too. <laughs> I have a coven, and I've been very blessed to have, like, uh, my mom and my sister, and I love my brother and mm. my dad, like, but my mom and my sister, I was always surrounded by groups of women. I was always in, like, a group of three strong women, and I don't know why I always sought that out. Yeah. I loved Sailor Moon. Maybe that's why. <laughs> but I wasn't always, I was always in these female trios, and then when I got older, I was in a rap cruise of women, and, and yeah. I think that I just always believed that like when women came together and conspired together like the universe would bend for them Mm -hmm. like in no way like I feel like men have to force a lot of their like supremacy and they have to force a lot of their like luck and and uh status in life because they have no choice to because the universe doesn't bend to them like it does for women Mm. like that's powerful you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like I'm like okay y'all can have your male supremacy but if I do like this yeah. And I asked the universe for this, and me and my girls want this, we'll, we'll get it tomorrow. Yeah. I don't have to create an industry for me to succeed because right. the universe wants me to succeed, bitch. Right. And I love men. <laughs> but that's just a do. fact. Right. And I think that um, the girls who I have been blessed to have in my life, I think we're honest with each other. And I think that that's the most important thing about having a sisterhood is, like, there's a lot of bullshit in the world. And there's a lot of fake shit in the world. And I think that the people around you have to be honest with you and the women have to be honest with you. And it's not just like a, you know, yes, girl. Yeah, and then say something behind your back. Right. Like, Like, oh, girl. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) You know what I mean? And I think that's why we see so many images in the media of, like, women being pitted against each other. cat fights, mean girls, all that stuff. Because that's what they want. Because they know if they they promote that, then we won't be strong Mm -hmm. and bold. But when we have a sisterhood, like, we can do anything, like Mm -hmm. you said. And we talk shit to each other's faces. Mm-hmm. And it gets real. And I think, like, that's one thing. Like, men, I've, I've seen my brother and his best friend get into a fist fight. Like, a fist of cuffs. And then afterwards be like, drink a beer. Right. I'm like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> but at the same time, like, keep that same energy. Like, get it out with each other. Because yeah. I think I love getting in fights with people. Like, not physical fights, but I love, like, the you first. Like, a good Twitter fight? Oh, no. I stay out of that. (laughs) I just mean when someone I'm close with or I'm getting close with, we get into an altercation. That first altercation, I'm like, oh, we about to get close. Because when you you go through Mm -hmm. something together, you get so much closer. Yeah. Yeah. It's the most amazing And all the drama's gone. Like, we're just real with each other. We told each other how we feel. Right. Um, Takes a little longer because we girls. You know, I got to get it all off my (laughs) chest. We got emotions. 
But once you get it off, baby, can't nobody tell you nothing. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> you know, Girls Are Code, like, this is like a powerful moment for us in like really celebrating global sisterhood. And we're so proud to have you as part of our family. Yay. So thank you, Lizzo. Thanks for having me. Yay! I could have kept talking. Lizzo's amazing, right? I loved getting to talk to her about body positivity and about girls and about her journey. To get even more Lizzo in your life, check out our sisterhood campaign. Girls Who Code, we've always been more than just about leading the fight to close the gender gap in technology. We're a movement. And above all, we are a sisterhood. Be sure to check out girlswhocode.com backslash sisterhood for the whole sisterhood album. You're going to love it. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Brave Not Perfect. Got a question for me? Send us a note at bravenotperfectpodcast at gmail.com or call in directly via the Anchor app on your phone. Until next time, this has been an episode of Brave Not Perfect with me, Reshma Sajani.